Welcome into the National Hour on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And always, this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. We got to start with the hottest team in Canada, if not the league right now. Whose jersey is that, by the way? Sorry, right, my That's, mic on. The zigzags there. Yeah. What do we got? Is that just, your men's league? Yeah, it's a strong tradition. Old franchise in Toronto for beer league. Yeah. <laughs> the zags. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. It's the old so, Islanders. Uh, how many texts did you get from your teammates? Like yeah. loving that. Those plugs don't have TV. They're right. they're all those grunts are all in their shanties. They don't watch TV. Are they? Are they? Are we getting anything <laughs> no. from the zigzags? No, I didn't. I wasn't even going to acknowledge it. But now that you're talking about it on national television, they're zigzag. they're really excited. They're, I can guarantee the you're excited. The other logo has a guy it's consuming. The, it, yeah, it's a zigzag. I think, yeah. It's a zigzag. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Send your men's league uh, jerseys in and we'll hang them up for the yeah, rest yeah. of the year. What do we care? <laughs> we got to get a Vancouver. Just send them in. Van- no address. Just send them here. We'll get a Canucks. The old one, though. The mid-90s. We should have a Quinn Hughes jersey up today. I would love have. if everyone sent us jerseys. Send yeah. us jerseys. I don't Figure out the address. I don't know what it is, but send them in. <laughs> Care of Quinn Hughes last night with a goal and four assists. I know, Sammy, you had uh, him etched in as the Norris Trophy winner this year. Uh, And I feel the exact same way. He won it last night. Yeah. He, the 10 game Norris, he has been crowned the winner. Congratulations. He is the 10 game Norris. He's playing well. Hey, the Sharks might be pretty awful. Okay, it's... 10-1. It's humiliating. Boys, it's embarrassing. Like, the league should feel can they shame about this. Can they, they... They just... Like, something has to happen. Yeah, like, credit to Vancouver for taking care of business and all. But, like, this... Because of the salary cap system, the people are incentivized to tank, which already is bad, and a bad look. You got fans. You're trying to have competitive integrity. This Sharks team... Holy smokes. They they may win 10 hockey games this year. Would you like to hear some stats on the San Jose Sharks? I would love to. Uh, the Sharks' six even-strength goals are the fewest through in NHL history through the first 10 games of a season. Six even-strength goal goals in 10 games. What did the Canucks have last night? Probably six. I know they had some power play goals. Their minus 34 goal differential... Is the wor- the NHL's worst through ten games since the expansion ninety two ninety three Senators, which won their first game against Montreal Canadiens. I may add five three, but uh, yeah, some historically bad numbers so far for like, this. For the relegation Sharks. is not the worst idea. Brock Besser two goals and an assist. Anthony Beauvillier uh, gets on the score sheet. I think with two goals in the third. And dare I say it, Sam Lafferty is looking like a rock star out but, west. Your your former Leaf, Sammy. Would you like one more Sharks stat? <laughs> I got as many as you want, pal. Points this season. The Hughes brothers, Jack, Quinn, and Luke, have 41. The entire Sharks roster, 24. Okay, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely suck. I, there's something about me that I just love really bad sucking stats like yeah. that. That's bad. But yeah, Sam Laverty turns out, is a pretty good player. And that the- may have been a hell of a trade by... Uh, Alvin in, in Vancouver. Leafs have six goals from their non-core four forwards. And uh, Lafferty's got three. Well, 18 Pims and killing penalties. And uh, f- a fifth rounder? Yeah. 
Pretty good pickup. Yeah. Well worth it. In about five, seven minutes, we're going to hunt down Rick Tockett, head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, and a guy that has his fingerprints all over this very good start by the Canucks. Yeah. Got him going in the right direction. Dia. And we've had, we've had talk on our show the last few years. He was, when he was uh, a member of the TNT yeah, he was uh, a regular. hockey crew. Yep. And he he's not going to sound much different than he would if he was still an analyst. Of course, he's going to maybe chick, uh, pick and choose his words a little wiser. But you you get the real deal out of this guy. Yeah, he doesn't mince words. It's crazy. Like, knowing how tough it is to make up ground in the NHL standings, if you look at things right now and you look out west, the Oilers lose again last night. They're 2-6-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Now, Looking at that Pacific division, the Canucks are up 10 points on the Oilers right now. You know, I think the Canucks have gone from a place of like, this is a nice hot start to, you know, they might have a thing going here. This is probably a playoff team. Ten games in, they look like a playoff team to me. Legit. Plus 24 goal, uh, goal differential. Plus, yeah, Hell, ten, seven. Nine. Yeah, plus nine. nine the went, yeah. 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 JT Miller, to me, uh, just, just watching him go to another level a little bit. Like he's always been a talented player, whether he was uh, New York, Tampa, and but but now I think under Tockett's watch, like the goal that he scored last night, yeah, coming in forehand, backhand, like that's kind of world class stuff for me. That is no, he is super talented. So they look legit. Crazy how Vancouver is kind of going the opposite direction of everyone in Canada. Last night, Leafs end up losing. I mean, everyone lost, right? Winnipeg yep. lost, Edmonton lost. Yep. Montreal it, lost. It's getting to be... Montreal had a good start, too, but for yeah. the Jets, they're now 4-4-2. Four, four, Some concerns there, I would yeah. think. So, yeah. good day to talk to someone from the Canucks. And what was almost like an afterthought on not if, but when Brock Besser was going to get traded or moved or when Vancouver decided to get enough money to bring down his salary cap so teams could take a run at him. Um, all of a sudden, like, he looks like as good as anybody shooting the puck. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah it was a eight, rocket last night. Eight goals in ten games for JT Miller. Um, you know, really an elite shooter to me who's yeah. just had a tough run of injury yeah. luck, some bad off-ice stuff. So it's almost like everyone going at the at the same time. They've got Ilya Mikheyev back. He's got three goals in six games. I mean, that's so. I mean. It looks like a pretty legit team, and the Heronic ad is probably one of the biggest reasons why they have another solid D-man they can rely on instead of Oliver Ekman-Larsen. I think probably a shift for a lot of fans in Vancouver who, you know, at the end of the Boudreaux era going into talk it taking over, I'm sure they were kind of setting their sights. Remember the talk of them getting really bad for Bedard, the North yeah. Vancouver kid last year? Yeah. And them kind of... I said they should. I did too. I mean, I think... Everyone was saying that. But the change from, hey, we're going to try to suck to like now being through the start of the season, being only behind the Vegas Golden Knights in that division, you're like, oh, oh, so now we're good? Like, what do you, it's a, it's a shift in mentality for a lot of Canucks fans, I'm sure. And probably a welcome one because they haven't been very good since, I guess, was it the bubble that they went yeah. kind of deep in that and kind of a bit of fool's gold? But they've been good this year, man. I love it. And like having guys down the lineup like Phil DiGiuseppe, he's been really good for them. Nils Hoaglander. You know, like, the, those guys at least a couple of goals here and there, and that's something, you know, we just did our Leafs hour. That's something that's lacked in Toronto, so. Yeah. Saturday, I think Dallas is in town for the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, 
Vancouver uh, will get a bigger test out of a team that we all expect to to contend. I, I don't know if Dallas, if we still consider them up there enough to maybe give Vegas a run for their money hey, or Colorado. One one. They just beat two pretty good teams. The Canucks next five games, it's the Dallas Stars yeah. and then Canada, baby. They got they got the Oilers, the Senators, the Leafs, and the Canadians coming up. Love that. Love getting to see the Canucks when they're playing well. That's uh, just a week from now. Dallas is definitely not the Sharks. Watched the second half of that game last night against the Oilers. 4-3 win yeah. by the Dallas Stars over the Edmonton Oilers, uh, which, again, Hintz is fairly spirited game. Elite. Lying. Yeah. I think he may be the most underrated guy in the league. Hence. He's, he's almost so, 40 goals two I know, years in a row. I, and he, no, I know what you mean. You don't hear his name in that. I love class. watching him play. The way he goes up and down the ice, like that's a play driver. Yeah. Just everybody's on their heels. And you heard Strong. of Andrew Kane last night, like the frustration coming out. They was asked about, you know, the sense that they're still a good team. And he was like, to hell with the sense. Like we need to play. We need to win now. And I know we're going to go into the Oilers a little bit more in the back half, but... You know, Connor Brown tweaked something last night, I think. And, you know, things are, they're in a tough spot here. That was a tough loss for Dallas, who played pretty, or sorry, for Edmonton, who played pretty well last night. And they uh, got a couple goals from new new signee, Sam Gagne. Oh, uh, yeah. Get him back in that. Yep. Love that. All right, as promised, uh, the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, let's welcome in three-time Stanley Cup champion, Rick Tockett. Hey, Talk, uh, uh, big win last night, but uh, clearly you want to talk about your team's turnovers, right? I mean, you, you must have saw one or two of them, three of them. Like, come on, there's something that you didn't like. <laughs> I know, you're right. I could keep my mouth shut right now. You're right. Um, first good of all, one. listen, uh, congrats on a, a good start. I mean, oh, that doesn't mean much to you unless it's followed up by other good starts. But a little surprising where you are in the standings or the success that you've had. I know with you, it's all about a process here, but... Just talk about where you are now and where you were when you you ended training camp. Yeah, I think over, it all started over the summer. Listen, you know, like you know, a lot of a lot of things were going our way, and uh, we just got to keep doing the right things. Um, but we started this summer talking, you know, obviously with Petey and Millsy, um, Huggy and Demko. They, you know, they're tired of losing, and they wanted to they wanted to build something and build an identity. Um, and I think. They're the guys that spearheading this. You know, we, we gave them a game plan. They were involved in it. And now it's they're, they're really taking over this room, you know, and making sure that we can stay consistent on the way, like you said, Kipper, like our process or as I call it, staples. Um, and, hey, listen, win or lose, you know, if you do the right things, you've got a better chance to be successful. And we're not really worried about the wins and losses. Obviously, it's a, we want to win. It's more of we, we do the right things every day. That's the hard part. Well, tell us about the everyday of watching Quinn Hughes right now. Um, you know, some people may not have had him in that tier one of elite defensemen around the NHL. I think Quinn Hughes would disagree with uh, that sort of sentiment. What What did you maybe not know that you found out since you've been working with him on a daily basis? Well, you know, it, I hate to say he's got a little chip, which I love. Yeah. Um, he really worked on a few things this summer on uh, walking the blue line. He's got about three other moves that he does that they're – I got to be honest with you, as being a forward, a right winger coming out of a left defenseman, um, he does some stuff. I don't even know what, how you could defend him, but he worked on it all summer. I mean, I, don't, I think he might have took a week or two off, and he skated all summer. 
Um, and I think he takes it personal when people don't think he can defend. There's different ways to defend. Yeah, you know, obviously the old school guys can stop a cycle by you know, knocking people around, but he defends with quickness. Um, I remember talking to Huggy when we won the cup there the one year. Uh, you know, we didn't have the big bruising defensemen, but we had Brian Dumoulin and Latang and all these type of guys, and they defended with, with smarts and, and quickness. So that's where he defends really well. You know, he's on the ice the last minute. He's also in the, on the ice when it's a five against six. So he's doing something right, I'll tell you that. Uh, talk, when you talk about, uh, you know, ownership of, of the room and, and, and certain guys kind of taking over, if you would have told me uh, last few years that a guy like J.T. Miller's uh, taking over a room, I, I think there's a, be a few guys that roll, would roll their eyes. Um, and I'm watching him this year, and he just seems to be in such a good place right now. And I'm I'm starting to really turn into a fan here of JT Miller. What, what have you done? What have you, how how have you been involved in in just maybe this this kind of resurgence of 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 a career here for him? Yeah, yeah. For me, Kipper is um, I can only go in real time. Uh, when I got here, uh, the relationship that I built with him. Um, I love the kid. Um, you know, if I was picking a U.S. team and and the Olympics, he'd be on my team. Obviously, I'm biased. Plays a 200-foot game. Um, not concerned about points. He gets them, but he's not really concerned about points. Uh, he's really, you know, he's worked on his leadership skills, um, and that's what I love about him. He uh, he knows, like like all of us, when we play, we know our strengths and weaknesses. Um, and he's really the emotional leader of our team. You know, we have a fairly, you know, it's, it's starting to get a little bit more boisterous, but a very, you know, fairly quiet team. And he takes a lot of responsibility to make sure guys are ready to play. That's a big responsibility. You've got to play on the edge all the time. And I, I just love the fact that uh, he's a, an unselfish guy, and sometimes he's misportrayed here. Uh, um, I don't see that. Um, I see a guy that's willing to sacrifice for his team. Talk, I know you would have watched us on TV last night, but it was regional here in Ontario, so you probably couldn't. So I'll tell you, we talked about the Canucks, and we all were asked to say why we think things have turned around. Kip uh, said Rick Tockett. I'll have you know that. My, my, I, I agree with them, but I did say Thatcher Demko. You, what's changed from last year to this year for Demko to look like Vesna Demko again here? Well, Kipper's too kind, so that's why I love the kid. But it's, it's really, listen, it's Demko, it's the Pedersen, it's Huggy. Uh, I could go down the list. You know, a lot of guys have bought in, so we're doing. Um, but Demmer is just like, like I, you know, obviously I was very lucky when I got here. He was he was hurt, and he started to play when I, you know, shortly took over. Um, he gets us a chance to win every night. Um, you know, is he? How can he not be in the top? You know, top goaltenders. Like he's every every ounce he does is about a team. Um, he doesn't care about stats and all that he just cares about winning um and if we can get him to play half the net with our system we got a good chance you know to be successful um it's when you start having goalies play post to post and you let those seams passes and guys are diving you know guys are trying to dive in and give odd man rushes that's where you get in trouble so that's what we've cleaned up and i think demmer is one of the guys that spearheads that with our system we're talking to Rick Tockett, head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I'm not turning this into a, a Leaf conversation on you, talk at all, but uh, Brad Marchand yeah, got involved with uh, Timothy uh, Lilligren last night. Um, and then the topic of conversation is a team's response. 
talk we know we're not uh 25 years ago and uh uh you know there isn't five or six or seven guys on the bench but as a head coach today um what is acceptable or not acceptable in your estimation for for a response and if is is it to the point where and we had Doug McLean talk a little bit on it, it it's nice when you have players that take it upon themselves but if they don't in today's game can a coach still nudge the players for a response yeah that's a great question i think nowadays to, to me uh, kipper responses are different than they did when we played i think we all know the responses you know when we played to me it's if you get a power play where you just are you're just teeing it up and you're all over the team or is it a guy that's you know not known as a tough guy he stops in front of the net and takes a beating to try to deflect the puck is it another guy that's not known for being a you know like you know maybe he's a, more of a skill guy where you know he will go play one of the Bruins players hard that shift those are the responses I think all us coaches want um, to be a little played a little more uncomfortable you know obviously the tapping and the sh- the fighting that doesn't work anymore and it doesn't you know for, for, i guess for the good of the game but i'm looking for responses of other guys to do uncomfortable things so that the other team knows oh my god they're coming at us um that's what i look for responses so you know you mentioned that you don't really it's not all about wins and losses right now how do you measure success for a team when you're trying to grow something build something and you're looking at 82 games and not just the first 10 I think every I call it every day you come in. We got to earn earn our day. Um, you know, I I'm not a big like I don't like entitlement. I think whether you win five nothing or lose five nothing, I think the next day you got to earn it. And uh, we try to make sure that we come to the rink, whatever our daily duties are, if it's a practice or it's off ice or if it's a video session, earn it. Be involved. Bring some energy. You know, we have our pillars investment. You know, we want to compete. Uh, and then we have a command, and those are the four things we want every day guys to come in. Yesterday's yesterday. You know, uh, I, we try not to live in the past um, and have a short-lived memory. Um, that's the only way you get out of the, out of the, uh, the doldrums or the, the, the losing streaks. And now how do you handle prosperity? You know, we've had a good first 10 games. Um, but, you know, how do, you ha- how do we handle it? You know, I, I made a joke to the press the other day. You know, are we fat and happy, or are we just going to continue earning our day and let the chips go as they may. That's that's just my philosophy. Brock Besser, um, what do you attribute to his great success now looking like uh, one of the best shooters in the game right now? Yeah, you know, he's uh, over a couple of years struggling. I, I, you know, I shared, he shared some stuff. His dad passed away um, and, um, you know, I lost a piece of him. And I think he came a piece with his dad. Uh, passing away, um, what he would want him to do. Um, he's watching over him, and he just came over the summer working his tail off. He he took the information that I wanted from him. I, I told him I need him to, you know, obviously be a little, battle a little harder, participate in the forecheck, and get inside. And he's done that, and he's worked out hard this summer, and he's starting to pay dividends. And now the key is, can you do it for 82 games? Um, that's the next thing. And uh, so far, he's passing the test. You know, he's been one of our best players in his 10 games. And he's a really smart player, too. Like, I, his hockey IQ is underrated. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a big practice guy. I want him to go first or second on our drills. Because, you know, you know, when we used to play, Kevin, we'd be a, a drill buster in practice. Well, he's a guy that just does the right thing and 
so guys can follow them. Hey, talk at seven two and one. Are you ready to declare this team better than they think they thought they were? I forget the line. <laughs> uh, I, I, I could just declare. I think guys are confident. They know uh, how we want to play, and hopefully, if, if we hit the bumps, and there are going to be some bumps coming down the road, we can get our, back to our game quicker. Uh, that's the key, you know. Not make these three, four, five game uh, blips in the in the radar. Can we get our game back? And I think that's the important part. Terrific stuff. Uh, congratulations on the great start. Uh, big fan, as always, of your talk. Thanks for doing this, pal. Thank you. Great Thanks, fan of your show. Thanks, guys. Take Appreciate care. It. All right, that's Rick Tockett. Yeah, he's... Like, it's certain coaches that can say something, and then, then there's a guy that like lived all of it. Yeah. And it's like... The stat yeah, boxes you know, were full. That man is not a bluffer. There's, no. There's, there's, like, he's looking at a player going... You really think I'm buying that? I invented that. Okay, it's not. It's funny. Not flying. He says, uh, you know, we have the pillars. I'm sure they have some sort of, you know, keywords, whatever. He mentioned two of them right away were investment and compete, and that's funny because we spent the first hour talking about the Leafs and that investment in the team. Not to do too much Leafs in the National Hour, but wasn't there something about him and the Leafs? Didn't they want him as an assistant or something? Like, remember we talked about this in our first year? Yeah, he didn't want it. Yeah, well, why right. would you? Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I remember you asked him about it. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it's like, don't you want the least I job? was under the impression that he may have been offered or had an opportunity to work with uh, the Leafs. Boy. And I think his choice was to sit back and wait for a head coaching job. Mm. And you knew it was inevitable. He was in such a good place yeah. at TNT. Yeah, they were probably paying him okay while he's waiting, so. Talk, it's Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't help but wonder. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, you want to go to your game time or? Yeah, we should probably do that before we hit Let's the break. Let's do that. So um, let me just get this. My read in front of me here, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Play responsibly. Bit of a light night tonight on the ice. So I was looking at uh, some futures, as you know, I love to do. Yes. And I was looking at uh, Connor Bedard's goal total for the rest of the year. And I can't remember what it was to start the year, what the number was. Do you have any recollection? I remember I said 42. No, but what, like what the bet was it? 38 no, 31 or, 30? or 32. It was, it was in the low 30s, I thought. I thought it was higher than 30. Anyways, I now, I'm at 37. But yeah. now the t- on bet 365, the number is 31 and a half. For Bedard on the yes, end. and the over is still the favorite, a slight favorite, and the under is a slight underdog, plus 100. I think he's got, what, he's got four now or three? Yeah, four. Where, and, where are you leaning for him for the rest of this year? Uh, do you remember talking about his first 10 games? His first 10 games in the NHL have been insane. He was against Crosby, then in Boston, then in Montreal, in yeah. Toronto, against Colorado, Vegas, Boston, Vegas. Like, Holy. Yeah, it's been a lot. And now his schedule softens a little bit. It's not going to be cake by any means, but mm. they have some beatable teams in the next he little bit. He's going to turn it. for 36, I think. So no. you think he gets there? Uh, I think it's going to get harder and harder. It's going to get so harder, Bor- but I think Bor- that's Bor- the opposite. Right. Every, every, night, every, every night he's seeing the top line and the top yeah. pair. But you'd rather see the top line, the top pair on Nashville, Buffalo, Columbus, you know, St. Louis, Seattle than the yeah. way his, it started for him. I think it, not, it would be a pretty decent time 
to hit that over. So I try to watch the Blackhawks because I'm interested. They're just so bad. There's just not a lot they're of. They're not San Jose bad, though. No, I mean no one is. They're they're the they Washington. Yeah, they're players. the Washington Generals. They, they added Hall and Felino yeah. and Perry. Like they tried to have some hockey players. By the way, I still think San Jose needs to do that. He's got one power play goal too, which is. Yeah. He's gonna if he's gonna if he's gonna net thirty. Juice it up there. He's he's gotta they they gotta get that thing going. Funny because he's like Matthews in that he's a guy with an unreal shot, but the, that shot is not a one timer. You know, like Matthews' shot is not a one timer. Yeah, he's slingshot. a slingshot. Yeah, exactly. Like the goal he scored last night that you were tweeting about. It's just like it's an it. absurd shot, See, man. True hockey people will know that this guy's a, a special talent, but if if his numbers are really ordinary this year, it, it's going to feel like a disappointment. What was McDavid in his rookie year? Was he big numbers? Got hurt, didn't he? Didn't he, yes, didn't he, he play did. like half the year or something? I think he still had some, yeah, he had some fairly injury. big numbers. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's Sid been, had a hundred points. Yeah. Did he? Con- Connor McDavid's rookie year, mm-hmm. he had forty-eight points in forty-five games. Yeah, so he, about point per game, a little better. Next year, he had one hundred and eighty-two, hundred points in eighty-two. And, games. and what did Sid have? He was over hundred. I think he had like a hundred. I want to say, if I'm going to guess, he had one hundred and seven points. Was yeah, that? That's that's that's. Like, large. Was that right out of the lockout when everything got? No, it wasn't. Uh, in 05, 06, 102 points ah, for Sid this first year. Large. 81 games, 39 that's, that's goals. Pretty, that's pretty good, I'd pretty, say. Uh, pretty. And just a quick one, because the Flyers, I think they're missing Couturier tonight. I think they may be even without uh, Carter Hart, who got hurt the other night. Yeah. Um, I like the Sabres tonight in uh, on their home ice before they come to Toronto. The yep. second half of the back-to-back. Uh, goal from Tage Thompson and a Sabres win plays plus 190. So that's another little one for a same gamer tonight. And that was Game Time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Beauty. Tage Lemieux heating up a little bit now. Six goals. <laughs> Tage yeah, I, I forgot that we did we that haven't last seen, year. We, haven't, we haven't seen that kind of dominance yet out of him, though. Yeah, he was really good. He scored his highlight reel, his mixtape from last year, was some of the most absurd goals that I can remember seeing. Ridiculous. And the, he shoots it hard. Yes, yeah, so well, that, that was the one thing I was actually, as we're talking, I'm pulling up is hardest shots by forwards this season. This guy absolutely crushes it. Shot yeah. speed. Let's see here. Forwards over 160 kilometers per hour. He's the him and Kasperi Kapanen are the only guys to hit it that hard. But Kasperi he has, Kapanen. He has ten shots over 145. This he, year. he likes the uh, first he likes in, the, first uh, among forwards. Ovechkin spot too on the Buffalo Cage. power play. Oh yeah, he can right? rip it from there. Yeah. We mentioned Brock Besser. We saw last night uh, with with an incredible snipe. Yeah, Pasternak last night hit one so hard. Oh. I cannot believe. Off the, the rush. The net, net didn't the net come did, it, didn't, it didn't break. <laughs> I thought he was going to split the puck in two on the bar. He hit that so hard in stride off the wing. Off the joint speed. of the elbow. Absurd. Yeah. I didn't think he was very good last night, Pasternak. No. He did. He did? Early. Bit of a, give a, think- give a little, little, little bit of a giveaway machine. Real Kipper and Born in, in Boston today. Boy, that, that Pasternak was no good uh, last night. By the way, 145 <laughs> kilometer per hour shots. Two guys have 10 of them this season. Tage is one. Yeah. Who's the other? Uh, forwards. Among forwards. Oh. Ovi? Ovi is third place with six. 
Mm. Don't know. Stammer time. Oh, of course. That's so gettable. Oh, that was dumb. Definitely <laughs> what, is, what is 145 in miles per in hour? In English? Yeah, exactly. I'll find out for you immediately. I want to say. Imperial, it's 90. 90. 90 plus, yeah. Yeah, that was, Pasternak's was 90 plus. I, I actually love that on I the broadcast now when they put up the when, kilometers per hour. I love when, that. Uh, when I was still in the game, once upon a time, yeah. we had the radar yeah. stuff. I, I couldn't get over 90. Well, Kip, the sticks were made of rebar. No, Al Ifrady had no problem going 102, 105 with his I heard a story that he lumber. did it in flip-flops once. Is that true? Did you, did you know something about that? That's the story that gets blown up. I that's uphill both ways in the snow. Yeah, type we, of we never we never did an event with him with flip flops. <laughs> I can tell you. Okay. So I, I, I don't, don't know where know. I heard that story, but I heard that he did it in flip flops. This once. guy would come in and uh, <laughs> for had, practice. We had an unbelievable interview. He with dropped the year. hardest f bomb ever on our. He show. didn't flinch. He <laughs> never used on. his own stick in practice. He'd go to the rack <laughs> and he just close his eyes and he'd pick a stick. It didn't matter if it was like a guy that was played at five seven. Or six five, he was going to use the, the stick. Nineties ruled. The, the same. <laughs> he was going to use his stick the whole practice. Yeah, didn't matter. Why I'm didn't like, he just take his own? Because he's because he's because he's owl. <laughs> That's why. Isn't he riding shirtless on a motorcycle, or sorry, no, clothesless, just in a trench coat on a motorbike. Isn't but, that the story? But that is pretty impressive. That, uh, <laughs> that in, in a game, in a game, you're well over ninety miles an hour. I mean. It's so tough situationally to get the chance to take a shot that hard. You need room, time, space, momentum, the puck. You know, to do it 10 times and it's been 10 games is pretty baffling. So Not like golf where the ball's just sitting there. Yeah. Waiting for you to hit it. It's sliding around. It's in your feet. By the way, Radko Gudis passed Sanheim for the hardest shot of the year, 101.69 in, in gameplay, which is pretty crazy. Sanheim, well, Sanheim seems like the hammer 101? Time. For yep. Radko. Yeah. Wow. Sanheim, Hedman, and Gudis all have a 101-mile-an-hour shot this year. Unbelievable. Get those texts in. Did you wrap up? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's Friday. Yeah. Text us. Yeah. 590, 590. Yeah. All right, let's take up. a quick break here. Uh, when we return, we're going to talk a little bit New York Rangers because we did start this theme uh, earlier today on when is the right time for a team to stand up for one. Retribution, all of that. Seems like the Rangers have no problem. Last night, Adam Fox goes down. Jacob Truba turned it a little personal. And uh, we'll tell you why he did after the break. All right, more real Kipper and Bourne after these words. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Down the stretch we come on a Friday on the real Kipper and Bourne show. Uh, we should have Jack Michaels play that for yeah. us. And down the stretch they come. Yeah, I didn't like that, though, because it's it's horse racing. Yeah. 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 And, enough. you know, that's unrelatable to a hockey game. But well, you- here, people have accused us of being horses. Up. Or jackasses, <laughs> one of the two. Donkeys. <laughs> sure, it's all I've been called a lot. <laughs> yeah, it. That's pretty PC version. Um, Oilers, losers last night to the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Sam Gagne, I don't know. I, I went home. We did the Leaf Boston game last night, but I went home and 
I had a big kick out of watching Sam Gagne. And he yeah. for the seventh, fired up. seventh time now as a Edmonton Oiler. The he, second one was not pretty. It, no, it was like it was a trick. Hat, you know yeah. what, though? You know what was pretty? Watching Sam, and you, you, you couldn't tell if you're watching a guy who's been in the league 15 100%. years or a guy who's just started game one of his NHL career. The, I know. Just the passion and the energy and... Everybody in that building last night thinking Sam Gagne is going to tie this game up. Yeah, he's the guy. the The energy pushing. There was it actually late in that game. There was a point where um, where Kane drove out wide and he dropped the shoulder and he threw a nice pass into the slot and it was just like a little bit out of the reach of Sam Gagne where he would have been like right in on net. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> the, it's the happening! Hat, the hat trick, like just when it left his stick, I'm like, oh my god, this might happen. Yeah. But yeah, he looked good. It's crazy uh, to even depend not, on. Not him, much but. still going right for the Oilers. Uh, Connor Brown looked like he tweaked something off of a face-off, I think. Or oh, and such a hard worker loves the game. Did, did they say Great last player. night he was a game away from a three million dollar bonus? Or they did say that. Sammy, yeah, was, I got to tell you, one game off. I'm finding a way. I'm hiding that injury. I, I, no, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. And. Uh, uh, I I don't think it's in jeopardy. Well, for you, you it would be yeah. <laughs> getting another shift. It would be, but that three million dollars will go on their salary cap next year if he collects it, right? So presumably, if he's going to come back at game seventy or something. No, they- well, first of all, uh, he had that ACL surgery last right. year. I think he only played like four games with the Washington Capitals last year before yeah. he was out the rest of the year. The early word is it's not related. Okay. Is that what you were worried about? Yes, I was concerned that All this right. was Edmonton like... Oilers fans, I think okay. the feeling last night was that it was uh, something different going on there and okay. it it's unconfirmed because they still got to take pictures, I'm sure, or with the doctors, and I don't want to give anybody any false hope, but maybe it wasn't as serious as some people would have thought. That would be devastating. I did, so in the ECHL, I hurt myself while playing two-touch, tore my MCL before the game, and I wasn't sure if insurance covered that or not, and I was in the U.S., so I went out for warm-up and pretended to slip on a puck, so I probably would have hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, there's... Okay. Yeah, I've never told that story. Yeah. I really did that. I, I, I went through two work stoppages in the NHL, yeah. one in a strike and a lockout, and we were hearing stories about guys like breaking their arms on purpose to collect. To collect, because when you're you, when you were hurt, you got paid through yeah. a work stoppage. And I think guys... How, how crazy is that? Well, it happens with guys who get How do you do with a hammer? Like, what do you jump Yeah, and then you go, go skiing. And, and then you go... Oh. You go skiing or yeah. something? Yeah, Crash into a tree? Well, I know there are guys who have been called up to the American League, maybe a fighter or something gets called up to goon it up for an NHL team, who get pretty seriously injured and spend a lot of time collecting an NHL paycheck. That's I, deceitful. I remember when Jeff Tambellini was on my American League team, when he got called up, he said his paycheck per day was almost this exact same, but with a zero on the end. So if it was like 300 a day, he was making three grand a day. You know, like that was like the difference. So, yeah, I yeah, might want to. A lot better. Yeah. Out an injury. A lot better. Okay. Uh, throughout the day, big theme of when 
players need to step up for one another. Of course, uh, last night we watched it with uh, Brad Marchand and Timothy Lilligren. Lilligren leaving the game. Not much of a response out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Also last night, Adam Fox goes knee-on-knee with uh, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. And Who did nothing wrong in my personal estimation. But, here's the but. Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. According in the to, mind of a big tough guy, he thought it was bad. According to the New York according Rangers, according to the stone tablet, the rules have been. <laughs> according to the New York into. Rangers and Jacob Truba, this is Jacob Truba's response on going after Aho last night. Yeah, I, mean, I got to fight every time I do something, so I figured he should probably have to answer for it too. But uh, he didn't feel that way with not me, with anybody. So, okay, that he's had that for quite a while. That attitude. Yes. And apparently it's good enough to make him the captain of the New York Rangers. Uh, if there's when a, he has to fight, it's because he tries to cripple people he doesn't with try. body jacks. He, <laughs> yeah. he succeeds. I think it's a different situation with him, though, Kip, because he's really good and he's on the ice half the game and he can take – Yeah, he can, he can do I, that. I would say he is one of the cleanest body checkers I've ever seen in any era. This that guy destroys people. is – fantastic the hit at the Timo open Meyer. ice hit, which Ooh, still puts him in a Country. place where yeah. you have to answer to it because it doesn't matter clean or not. Max it doesn't matter guilty or innocent. If you try to purposely hurt one of my players, clean or not, then I <laughs> have to answer the bell. Yeah. He gets it. Some others, I don't think, Understand that, including some on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, where it was like, oh, I need to see a slow-mo replay of that to decide if that guy needs to be. It's like, nah, you put him in a bad spot, you know, whether you meant to or not, you know, not happy with you. I Honestly, Kip, had they not fought at all last night, but the response from the team was verbal, I'd have been happy. Honestly, I would have been. Like if Someone skied it over to him and grabbed him by the jersey, and it was like, if hey, Mitch, what are you if doing? Mitch Marner went oh, up to him God. and was like, hey, how about you don't do that? And, like, you know, give him a little spear in the belly yeah. or something. Like, you don't have to fight. But Kling- if everyone had just... Klingberg did give him a little shot. Did Oh, yeah, Klingberg yeah. did change. Yeah, he he did whisper to him a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, like a little bit more than Ryan Reeves just saying, yeah, don't do that. Or, you know, or a yeah. threat, something. And that, that, for the Rangers, it really goes back to, I think feeling embarrassed over a few years ago, Tom Wilson and not yeah. having a response to Tom Wilson. And it's really, it, that it, left it, it scars in New York. Yeah, it did. They, they, he, there's jokes that he just destroyed right? the franchise. Like he right. ripped it apart. Yeah. And well, that's when they went to get Reeves maybe. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And Gallant. Yeah. yeah. That was all totally. tied to, to one incident. All right. Uh, we got some, uh, Text messages at five ninety five ninety. We do. And I just we've gotten this has struck a nerve with Leave Nation, and a lot of people really agreeing with you, Kipper. I won't read too many of them because I think uh, your head won't fit on the screen after I'm finished with them. But um, I just love this text because if you're listening to the show after the missed Marshawn penalty that called to that led to the injury of Timothy Lilligren last night, why didn't any of the Leafs step up? Wasn't there a good spot to do it? Have you not been listening for two hours? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was your text choice. You mean 90 minutes of this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have no more thoughts hilarious. on this topic. Uh, yeah. Here we go. This is one that I actually want to ask. I think it's interesting. This is from Wendell in Burlington. 
Do you think Brad Living is upset with Keefe right now? I thought it was all Dubis who didn't like fighting. Now I really wonder. I really miss Luke Shen. Really, really. That's from, <laughs> that's from Wendell and Burlington. Man, what do you think the relationship looks like hurt between, right now yeah. in Nashville? But uh, man, did he did he turn around the perception of being a a guy on waivers? Yeah, he sure did. You know the the tree living Keith thing. The only thing I do wonder is the usage of Bertuzzi, who you know getting benched a couple of times. I do wonder yeah. if. if Tree Living's not super pumped about this guy who has actually been playing okay. Yeah, I would think any any general manager would would have a big say on any team if he feels like the players aren't stepping up and looking like a team. And this was Brad. Brad made it abundantly clear what was missing off of Kyle Dubas's Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe for one second that after watching last night that Brad either th- through his head coach or dealing with it with his players directly. And I yeah. would say on average, a coach has maybe two visits a year. So you really need to a hand, GM. A, I'm sorry, a yeah. GM. A GM has two visits into the room. The last thing a GM wants to do is be that guy. So true. By the way, if a GM came in a third time, you'd be like, okay, pal. No. You no. know, maybe <laughs> two. But yeah. for Brad, if he's going to use one of two bullets, good spot. I can't think of a better one than after last night's non response to the Boston Bruins. The Austin Matthews Darlene Saturday night fight is all coming to a head here. It's all going to happen finally. Uh, this is an interesting question. There's a total curveball and off. Off topic, That's but I'm going to go like for text. What do you think about junior teams retiring jerseys? Here in the Sioux, we were retiring Thornton's jersey on Saturday. Although the kid was amazing when he was here. He was only here for one season. Uh, like others retired here, Gretzky, Francis, Adam Foote, and Craig Hartsberg are also hanging the Raptors, but they're a bit longer junior careers. Got to be for their junior career. Like, don't say, okay, he went on to a great NHL career and he played here, so we're retiring it. If a guy plays there and has huge numbers for years and you win a championship, 100% retire it. Yeah, Kip, I think Kip, Kip in North Bay, are you not retired up uh, there? Well, technically, it's the battalion, so um, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, They've moved around. They, the Centennials they moved somewhere need... else, and then the, then Brampton moved to North Bay after. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. See, he's a junior expert on all of this you could have made all that but up. I, no it's true i'm okay i'm okay, okay with junior organizations like holding on to that history yes of and course. it doesn't matter like if you, you're right you don't have to have a hat a hall of fame career or uh you just need to have a, a, blue, to the a, a, a blueprint or a, a, a thumb print on your community for three or four years that people can remember for the next 40 or 50 years? Absolutely. Can they raise Kyle uh, Dubas's glasses to the rafter? <laughs> I had to bring all their players. Yes, in the soup for I bringing love, all the players to the he, NHL. Did, did, did he win anything there? Uh, they went to the the final. I don't think they won. Okay. Yeah. On town, beat the brakes off them a couple times. Um, <laughs> so I hate to call it because I love the question, but he was there for two seasons with the Sioux. Who's that? Joe Thornton. Okay. He, and he had big years both years. So it was the, yeah. I hate to text out, call it the texter, but he was there for two years. I think you should retire Joe Thornton's number if you're the Sioux. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. <laughs> yeah, it looks good in the order. You know, like, it's, it's nice. That. Like, I went out to Oshawa the other weekend, and, like, their jerseys hanging in the rafters there are just phenomenal. 
like it's, you know, it's Bobby Orr, it's Lindros, it's Savard, oh it's Tavares. Like yeah. that's like, you want to have those names up there when but you have a stud in the NHL. That's like the New York Yankees of junior hockey. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But nice barn. Um, I believe Connor Bedard will have similar stats to, Den- to Dennis Savard's rookie year. Oh, let me just call that up off I'm the top of my head. I'm just looking right now. <laughs> I'm interested because I saw that text. Those were big numbers, weren't they? I'm looking right now. Savvy with his spinoramas. The only thing I know about him is he spun a lot. He had, in 76 games, he had 28 goals and 47 assists for 75 points. I think that's a totally fair assessment. I actually think this texter with a really weird okay. comparison might be right. Can, can you give me some names around Savvy that year? Because I think he would have had... Uh, Daryl Sutter. Pretty good. Uh, Reg Kerr. He's on defense. Mm. Tim Higgins. Uh, I don't want to butcher this name. Dennis, Tom... Tom um, Lisick, Lisiak, Lysak. Oh, Todd, Todd, uh, Todod Lysak. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, he was a, a, a number one type of centerman. I think he had some big years. Okay, so that's a that's a fairly good playmaker for him. Okay, on a power play to work with. But How I about do- Al Secord? Al Secord. Uh, I'm just <laughs> looking at this roster that right Laura now. Laura Secords. Uh, Doug no. Wilson. Uh, no. No? No, wasn't on that team. No. Okay, so then... then oh, he was on that team. I lied to you. Then his 75 points are... <laughs> he was on that, fa- he was on that team. He was okay. on that team. I lied to your face. Yeah, I lied to your face. Hall of Famer. And Al Secord was too, right beside each other. I lied to your face <laughs> twice. <laughs> Steve Larmer? Uh, Just read the roster at this point. Larms? Larms. Uh, Grandpa? No Larms. No Larms. Okay, no maybe, a maybe a year after. Maybe a year after. Yeah. Sorry about that, boys. Why is Pontus still in the Leafs lineup over McMahon and Robertson? He just doesn't have it so far. Pontus took a penalty last oh night at a brutal oh time that was super dumb. And it should have happened earlier in the shift where he got away with one. He, he's hauling yeah. a guy down from behind instead of skating and getting ahead of the guy. And then he still took the penalty. That to me was like, I actually, I may have said at the time, like they may just send him down right now. Yeah. Oh, he didn't go after Brad Marchand, sent him down. <laughs> so far as you're concerned, <laughs> didn't go after Marchand. That's all the topic the is right team. now. Can I tell you? How much I loved seeing William Nylander grab a man by the face and throw him to the ice. Did that happen? Yeah, in overtime against uh, oh, yeah. Patrick. And his, oh, these guys are best buddies. Why? Why? They're not countrymen. Like, why are those guys best buddies? Why, hey, William, could you pick another guy Listen, to be I, best buddies I don't want to pick on Sean McKenzie because he, he mentioned it in the telecast. No, no but I'm we, not we, picking we want, on Sean McKenzie. We, we I'm picking want, on the fact that those guys no, are but, friends. But, but yeah, exactly. They should be That's bitter what, rivals. But, but don't don't tell people. People want to hear that they, that hate, they hate each, each other, I, myself included. <laughs> right? I made me so mad. Don't tell it's us like, how Sean, great, man. Don't tell on. us how great friends they are. Yeah. It makes me not want to watch. I know. It's like, oh, they're best buddies, are they? Great. I'll just kayfabe. Hey, how about how about the guys on your team? <laughs> not on the bitter rival. It drove me nuts. <laughs> Anyways, oh, well. So, Any, uh, uh, there's did, just too many. Did you get a text from uh, the guy delivering your washer and dryer tomorrow? <laughs> no. Yeah, I did, actually. Uh, <laughs> I did. He's coming between 8.30 and 12.30. New so laptop, no, so is that washer no, dryer. No golf. No golf. No golf tomorrow. No golf. I have Hipped a tea time. in today. I got a tea time at 9.30 a.m. tomorrow at Bray Ben, which is a great course in Mississauga, but I can't go because the washer dryer's coming. We play every year At least year you got half a day. Usually they say, yeah, somewhere uh, <laughs> towards the latter part of the month. <laughs> between 7.30 a.m. and midnight. From the 15th to the 30th. <laughs> 
Two we'll years be there. in a row we've played in April, and now you're playing in November. I played I played today. I snuck out. That's it was really nice. Impressive. It was uh, some solid vitamin D. That's what I told my wife. Uh, the sun's <laughs> out. You sold yes. it? Yeah. I have it's the opportunity to play D. at 2.30 tomorrow. I should tell my wife I'm low on vitamin D. Um, Tom Lysiak? Tom Lysiak. Oh, Tom. You said Todd? Did I, I said Todd? Uh, maybe I said Todd. Anyways, former Medicine Hat Tiger who along with his linemate, Landy McDonald, both have their numbers eight and nine retired in Medicine Hat. So a call back to the retired jerseys. Let, yeah, let us know about the retired jerseys in your junior barn. I love that. Well, the Medicine Hat Tigers jerseys are amongst my favorite. Those that Great logo, great colors. Absolutely love it. Clark Gillies in Regina, retired? I'm pretty sure it is. I would imagine. Okay, Saturday night, guys. It's Friday. Let's just skip over to Saturday night. I need some predictions on Hockey Night in Canada here. So... What do we have? We Sabres got, uh, are coming in, and they're, we got, they're rounding into form a little bit. Uh, we got Ottawa. We got uh, Ottawa and L.A. No, that, that happened yesterday. Oh, that's right. The, the, they almost came back, but yep. ran out of time. So what do we have Saturday? Buffalo and Toronto. Who do you like? I got the Leafs. Uh, pulling it together. The, you said Buffalo on a back-to-back, right? Yep. Coming in. I'll give it to the Leafs. Calgary at Seattle. Mm. Calgary, time to get rolling. Calgary's going to start winning some hockey games. They oh, really just, well last game. You're picking. You're just picking all the Canadian teams. No, I'm doubling down on the Flames. Oilers Stars, too. Canucks. Stars, Canucks. That's a good test. That's a great game. That's the, that's the late game on Hockey Night in Canada, baby. Let's go. Our thanks to Doug McLean in the first hour and head coach Rick Tockett on the National Hour. Great week, guys. Yep. Really enjoyed it. Get a good rest. We're right back at it on Monday on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Give us a rating and review if you can. Have a great weekend, everybody.